some sour sour. Uh, all right. So like I was saying, it is a covenant that exists between God and 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 a man, but benefits a third person. It is a it is an avenue. It is a platform that God gives us to practice being selfless. You understand? Uh, towards another person. This is what and and you see you don't have any expectation of it ever being reciprocated. This is not an investment you're making. You know that I'm going to be your friend and I'm going, to, I'm going to be very selfless towards you so that one time when it is now my turn, you can be selfless to me. And that is the biggest difference between a romantic relationship and a friendship. That is a bit tricky, especially when you're dealing with, uh, when you're friends with a person of the opposite gender. Like this is how you can differentiate that, you know. Uh, in a romantic relationship, for it to be a romantic one, the selflessness that you are extending and goodwill that you are extending, you know, you, you are allowed in, a, in, in the setting of a romantic relationship, you are allowed to have the expectation that this should be reciprocated. That what I'm giving you, like, for example, if I practice selflessness towards you as my girlfriend, as my spouse, as my husband or wife or whatever, then you, you know, at some, you should like, I should expect for you at some point to reciprocate that thing back to me, you know. But for friendships, there should be no expectation of reciprocation. We're gonna get into in just a bit so that we can so that we can substantiate all these things. Um, genuine friendship, therefore, is a willingness to be banned. I, let me put that word up. No, whichever way you want to look at it, it is a willingness to be banned. You understand? Um, to give without it being given back, when you say you are being a person's friend, it is committing to loving that person as much as you love yourself, but with no expectation of it ever being reciprocated. It is a covenant that is made between God and a person for the sake of the glory of God, and then for the well-being of a third party. And listen, this third party, whoever these people are, they do not have to be involved in this covenant. It is complete without their participation. It is this covenant what makes it complete is wewe na mungu. Mnakuja mnaelewana that tumeingiana hivi pamoja ndo mtu fulani ya benefit, mtu watatu wa benefit. It can be your bro, it can be your sister, it can be a friend, it can be you know an acquaintance, it can be even it can even be a literal stranger, a person you've met like five minutes ago. But you get into a covenant with God to benefit this person. Uh, and and and, and uh, yeah, so and it is complete without their participation. This third party does not have to be part of this covenant. Manipata, like for example, if if let me use uh, let me use uh, Bani. Bani said is my good friend, which is very true. Uh, you know, so let's say God and I get into a covenant. Uh, to, for me to be a friend to Bani, Bani does not have to be involved in any way. That is what a, a friendship is in the kingdom of God, all right? And we first see this in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 24, which is the scripture that we've read. The Bible says that Jonathan committed himself to David. If you read that scripture, that verse, uh, or rather that um, portion of scripture from the NKJV, it says, it uses those words, that Jonathan committed himself uh, to David. Uh, as you know, as far as we know, this was the first time David and Jonathan were meeting. We don't have any other prior like do documentation in the Bible that these two people had met, that these two people are friends. You know, a kukwana prior meeting, or or there was no relationship. You know, and in today's forms, or rather in the world's form of friendship, we wait till we feel we are sure enough of a person's intentions and a person's heart towards us before we can commit ourselves to loving them. You look at how we do friendships today, in Akwanga story now, na, you know, be there for the people who are there for you, you know, care for the people who care about you, you know, um, and, and, and all these other things that, Lenny, friendships is, a friendship is usually looked at as a very uh, exclusive thing and, and there has to be reciprocation. I, I don't know if I'm making sense, but I, I think you can understand what I'm trying to say, that if I say I am Bunny's friend, I am Bunny's friend because I, you know, look out for Bunny and Bunny looks out for me. It is, it is, it is a relationship that is founded on mutual benefit. You know, as long as both of us are benefiting out of this relationship, then we are friends. Bonus fear. But as you can see from the book of 1 Samuel chapter 18, there was no prior relationship. We can't say that about Jonathan and David. We can't say that they had such a relationship where both of them were benefiting because this is the first time they're meeting. And, and the Bible says that Jonathan just saw this guy and committed himself to David. All right. Uh, so yeah, we nowadays we usually wait until we can we can be sure 
of the intentions that a person has towards us, what their heart is towards us before we can declare them to be our friends or before we can even commit ourselves to loving them. But as we can see here, that is not how God wants us to form friendships. Friendships are initiated by conviction. Oh my God, listen to that. Friendships are initiated by conviction. God connects us with people he wants us to be in friendship with in his own ways and wisdom. You know, this would be like through Campo, through your workplace, through, uh, for example, a fellowship like this one, you coming here and, and, you know, maybe you will form a bond or a friendship with a person here. Like in his own way, you know, God will bring you into contact with the people that he wants you to be friends with, but it mainly comes through conviction. You know, David had been, listen, this is how it happened for David and Jonathan. David had been summoned to the palace by King Saul because he had just finished killing Goliath and Saul wanted to know who this person was, you know, when, you know, it was like, who is this? You know, and that was when Jonathan saw David. And, and as if immediately, you know, Ilko actually, the Bible says, immediately decided to commit himself to David. There, again, there was no prior relationship. Please listen to that. There was no prior relationship because I need to, we need to come against that because that's, that's, that's what, like, for example, if you are to be put in this fellowship right now and you don't know anyone, you know, you'd wait to see who has goodwill towards me, you know, or you'd wait until you have formed a reasonable, or let's say you've covered reasonable emotional mileage, if we can call it that, you know, like you've, you've gone aka some aka distance together emotionally. This guy's meet, Jonathan decides to commit himself to David. Now, in this case, uh, the covenant, the principle that I was explaining, the covenant was made between Jonathan and God. And the third person who was going to benefit from this covenant was David. Jonathan committed himself to David and made a covenant to David. I want you to listen to the choice of words. He made a covenant to David and not with David. He just he made a covenant to him, but not with him. David was just to sit there and enjoy the love and the benefits of friendship being offered. Uh, the details of what this covenant entailed are discussed a bit more in First Samuel chapter twenty. Uh, yeah, First Samuel chapter twenty. Uh, you, I, I, I don't think we'll go there because of time, but please, please do take time and and, and read that, uh, where we see now in John, in First Samuel chapter twenty, uh, we see David reminding Jonathan that he had made a covenant to him. In fact, I feel it's relevant enough for us to look at it. So let me just pull it up for us guys so that we can see it. Uh, because I feel it is quite relevant. I'm going to try and just uh, maybe minimize on some other parts of the sermon uh, so that we can. All right. So, so uh, let me share my screen so that we can see that. Let me know if you can see my screen. I'm just going to start. Um... All right. Can you guys see my screen? Mnayona? Someone can let me maybe let me know if, if if you guys can see it. So we are going to start um from verse three. Mayona, someone someone can maybe put it in the chat so that I can know that we are together. Cool. All right. Uh, thank you, thank you, Shuri. All right. So let's start from verse three. It says then David took an oath before Jonathan and said, "Your father knows perfectly well about our friendship, so he has said to himself, I will tell Jonathan, why should I hurt him? Uh, but I swear, but I swear to you that I am only a step away from uh, from death. I swear it by the Lord and by your own soul. Uh, and then says, "Tell me what I can do to help you." Uh, Jonathan exclaimed. So this is just the backstory that Saul was trying to kill David. All right. So verse five. David replied, "Tomorrow we celebrate the new moon festival. I've always eaten with the king on this occasion, but tomorrow I will hide in the field and stay there until evening of the third day. If your father asks where I am, tell him I ask for permission to go home to Bethlehem for an annual family sacrifice. If he says fine, you will know all is well. But if he is angry and loses his temper, you will know he's determined to kill me. Show me this loyalty as my sworn friend. For we made look at this. For we made a solemn pact before the Lord. You know." So he's reminding him that there is a there is a pact that we had made earlier. For for we made uh, that is verse verse eight. Show me this loyalty for for uh, as my son friend. For we made a solemn pact before the Lord, or kill me yourself if I have sinned against your father. But please do not betray me. Never, Jonathan explained. You know that if I had the slightest notion my father was planning to kill you, I would tell you at once. Let me try and pull this up in the in the NKJV. Um, NKJV, NKJV, NKJV. Uh, here we go. Let me try and pull that up so that we can see the same the same verse. Um, verse seven. If he says, "Thus it is well," 
HIV. If he says thus, it is well, your servant will be safe. But if he's angry, be sure that that evil is determined by him. Therefore, you shall deal kindly with your servant, for you have brought your servant into a covenant. Look, this is what I wanted you to see. For you, he's telling Jonathan, Niwewe, for you have brought your servant, of course your servant is David, you have brought your servant into a covenant of the Lord with you. Nevertheless, if there is any iniquity in me, kill me yourself, for why should you bring me, uh, for why should you bring me to your father? So basically, Jonathan, David, sorry, David was reminding Jonathan of a covenant that you had that he had made to him. You know, so as we can see here, the people who had the responsibility of seeing this covenant coming to pass were just God and Jonathan. And David is reminding him. He says, You had made a covenant to your servant before the Lord. So he's saying that the people who made this pact, Ilukwanga, Mungu. Now, Jonathan, and the person who was going to benefit was David. You know, David was a beneficiary. And just as with, and, and just as it is with any agreement or covenant or even contract, whatever you want to call it, there has to be something given to ratify the agreement, like to make it legal, to make it, um, wait, the lawyers, what's, a, what's another word for ratify? Like something that, uh, there, there has to be like something that seals. Yes, that's the word. There has to be something that seals the, the agreement, you know. And and we saw this in, in, in 1 Samuel chapter 18, where Jonathan took off his robe, his military tunic, his sword, his bow, and his belt as a way to give his word to David and, and to God, you know, as a means of sealing the covenant. In fact, as we read from the New Living Translation, it says that that was the very reason why he gave David those things, to seal that covenant. And then another perfect example uh, of of how friendships are supposed to, to work was Jesus himself. Jesus was the ultimate example of who a friend is. He showed us what it really means to be a friend to a person. He lived by the principles that Jonathan did as far as friendship goes, you know. So we see that whatever Jonathan was practicing in Apa, Yesu Badwana practicing in, in the New Testament, uh, you know, which is a covenant, again, made between God and a person to benefit a third, part of, a, a third party whose participation is not needed to validate the covenant. I hope these are not too many words, but, but we'll get into it. So in John chapter 15, verse 12, you know, Jesus spoke on friendship and he's, and uh, uh, Jesus spoke on friendship and in his speaking agreed with the example that Jonathan set for godly friendship. Jesus died for us. And his death on the cross was an agreement between him and the father to bring glory to God, to the name of God, and, and to benefit you and I. So the people who are in this covenant, your friendship was God, uh, the Father, and Jesus Christ. And the people who are to benefit from this agreement that God had made, John 3.16, you know, that God loved the world so much that he sent his son to come and die, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have an, have an everlasting life. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 says that it is by grace you have been saved, not of works, lest anyone might boast. And God is saying, listen, where salvation is concerned, I did not need your input, and I still don't need it. Like I did not need your input. It is by grace, purely by grace that you have been saved. This was an act of kindness by God and Jesus to benefit us. It was a covenant that was made, there, an agreement that was made between God and Jesus Christ and the third party, the people who are to benefit, you know, the people who don't even need to be participants in this covenant for it to be a valid covenant were you and I. And, and listen, we really don't need to. We don't really need that our participation in, the, in order for this to be valid because the Bible says it was while we were still sinners that Jesus Christ died for us. Basically, in other words, Jesus Christ did not wait for us to acknowledge that we are messed up. He didn't wait for us to acknowledge that we are sinners. He did not wait, us for, he did not wait for us to acknowledge that we need him as incentive for him to, to go and die on that cross. He went and died on that cross. You know, that, that the three times he was praying and telling God to take the cup of suffering away from him and says, but not my will, let your will be done. You know, he was like, I'm going to push through with this thing. Whether or not it's going to be, whether or not these people are ever going to take it in, you know, and, and, and let me tell you, this is one of the things that really moves me about the sacrifice of Jesus. There is saying that goes, uh, that insanity is doing things the same, no, insanity is doing things the same way twice and expecting different results. I was, there's this book I was reading, but if you can get your hands on it, I promise you to change your life. It is called Destined to Reign. Um, let me put it on the chat so that, um, I think I had the PDF, but I don't know if I still have it. Uh, Destined to Reign by a guy called uh, Joseph Prince. You can, if you can, if you can get your hands on it, it I promise you it will change your life. It's basically a book on uh, a book on on just the covenant of grace. And 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 this guy in that book was talking about the the only two times in the Bible that it is said God rested. 
and the first time it says it was after creation you know that that uh, that you know it says that on the seventh day god rested and says the second time that god rested was on the cross he says that that when jesus christ died the last thing he did is that the bible says he gave a sigh you know like you the last breath and it was a sign of resting and he was saying that the two the, the only time that god rested it was not because that he has worked and now he deserves to rest for example in creation the reason god was resting was because he poured out everything he poured out himself completely when when carrying out creation you read the book of romans chapter 1 verse 18 and it says that those people who say there is no god have no excuse because god has made his nature evident in everything that he has created when you look at the mountains and you look at the valleys you look at the stars and you look at the clouds today i was i was driving past your place here yeah view point up rift valley and there was these clouds man actually it was really it was really fascinating and i remember just passing there and looking at that and wondering why would some why why in the world would anyone say there is no god like you look at all these things and how would you explain their existence and that's what god is saying and and he says that he made his nature evident in everything that he has created that's romans chapter 1 verse 18 and 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 and, and that is to say that he poured out himself like you look at the mountains they they speak of a character of god you look at the rivers they speak of a character of god this week i i, I got to pass by a river called rivayala and my friend and i were just there wondering how is it that this river never runs dry you know those are some of the questions you will never be able to answer of course science will try and come up with all these explanations that in my opinion eventually point back to god you understand like you, you will try and explain all these things but at the end of the day you are just going to be trying to put words to the excellence and to the magnificence of god and so he says that he rested because he had given he had poured himself out completely to the point where everything in creation speaks of him and then on the cross again he poured himself out to the point of death and and then he rested and that that saying goes that insanity is doing things the same way twice and expecting different results but that's exactly what god did for us you know he took on insanity because Jesus had no guarantee when he was dying on that cross that people would ever accept to be born again he had no guarantee that salvation would be something that people would take up he really had no guarantee but he still did it anyway he still went on that cross anyway he still died for you anyway there's a song called uh, you loved me anyway by sidewalk prophet and then him to after your song it will make you cry i promise you and 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 uh, you know so he he gave him he gave everything that there was that there was for him to give and why so that you and i can benefit today we are where we are today um last week on sunday i got i got a privilege to accompany a friend of mine who was going to preach to uh, at lenana school um for the for, for the for the sunday service and this man he's an old he's more of a mentor but uh yeah he, I, he's a friend and a mentor and he as he was speaking um he started sharing his story about how he got saved and how you know he he used to take alcohol and how he once uh, rolled alianguka na gari nini nini he basically did not have uh, you know the most upright of lives and i remember as this man started sharing his story i started crying nilianza kulia kwa hiyo chapel kwa sababu nilikuwa naanza kukumbuka kwenye god alinitoa maze you know i started remembering how now me i got saved and i started crying and i'm like wow you know it is actually true as in mungu ametutoa mbali god has gotten and and we would not be where i would not be the person i am today <laughs> i would not be the person I, i i think i've told this story to the guys who have been a bit i've been here for a while there's a classmate of mine who once came for this fellowships and found me preaching one of the guys who knew me before i got saved and after that he called a few guys kando akasema cheki kama njengana ubiria inyi wote mnafuatana kuenda hell and that guy never till today he's never come back for any of our fellowships you know because of who i was uh, who i was before i got saved you know and and now i look at where i am and it's because of god but jesus had no guarantee that that would happen but he still did it he had no guarantee of reciprocation like he was not making an he was making an investment rather that could have burnt him 
could have yani could have flopped on him vibaya unajua but he still did it he still went on that cross and he died for us and that's what friendship is he says listen there are so many words there are so many phrases there are so many scriptures that have been used to describe the death of Jesus in very many different ways you know john 3:16 says that jesus christ died because he loved us you know and so many other nini but what i love about john chapter 15 verse 12 it says that the reason jesus died for us is because he was dying for his friends watu wangu mnanipata he was dying for his friends you can look at jesus as the savior who took away your sin you can look at jesus as the savior who died so that you can have the holy spirit or you can look at jesus as the person who died because he thought of you as his friend like the only reason you know one of the reasons that he went to that cross was because he was dying for his friends he was giving his life up for his friends that's what he says that there is no greater love than this that a man should lay down his life for his friends and then he says um, you know and then he says that he did not die on the cross just because it was the father's will but also because he was our friend and he signs off by giving off a very bold statement of love and Jesus Christ says you did not choose me but i chose you sinyinyi mlinichagua mnanipata ni mimi ni mimi niliwachagua i am the one who chose you friendship as god sees sees it has two goals to bring glory to his name and to be a channel of loving other people who in this case will be the third party who benefit without participation friendship is not a place for us to benefit but for a place to for us to serve namunisikiza vizuri friendship is not a place for you to benefit it is a place of service it is not a place of gaining it is a place of service it is a place of loving other people with the love of god the world defines friendship as a place where both parties benefit but it is a place for us to practice being selfless a place to love with the love of god and the love of god give and the love of god gives even when there is no promise of of being loved back listen god will love you man ikitunani messed up but god loves the atheists you know god loves the people who 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 preach against him the people who have spent resources and money to to to, to prove that he doesn't exist God loves those people. The nature of the love of God is to give. Even when he, even when he will burn, even when it will hurt him, even when it will like it will be a complete loss. He will still love. That is the nature of the love of God. And that is what friendship that is what friendship is. It is a place for us to practice being selfless. A place for us to love with the love of God. And the love of God gives even when there is no promise of being loved back. Jesus died for us with no assurance of ever being loved of us ever loving loving him back. Jonathan loved David who by the way uh kuna acha acha notes. died Jonathan died without ever seeing the reciprocation of his love towards towards David. By the time Jonathan is being killed uh he was killed in battle the same day with his father Saul. Jonathan had never ever seen David coming through for him not even once he had never received a reciprocation of everything he had done for David there's a part there's a part in that story that is crazy your part your your dinner your dinner your new moon your nye walikuwa naongea hapo kuhusu Saul realized that Jonathan was helping David to 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 hide and to run away and the bible says that Saul the father to Jonathan threw a, a, an arrow or was it an axe he threw something an arrow with the intention of killing Jonathan but Jonathan ducked alihata that were those were some of the things that Jonathan went through just to be a friend to David and he died without ever seeing a reciprocation of that the place in scripture where we see a reciprocation you know David much later took on, took uh, took in the descendants of Jonathan but he, but Jonathan was long dead by the time that was happening hey, it was he was dead buried almost forgotten until badai sando david alikuja akasaidia descendants of Jonathan this kind of selflessness is costly it's tough it's it's not it's not it does it will not come to you naturally it's rare it's it's not it's not anything you're going to find in this world and this selflessness this kind of selflessness will only come to you as a fruit of being in fellowship with the holy spirit he is the one who enables us to look beyond what we can get back from a relationship and love only as god does if you decide today to be a friend to njenga wewe ukae tu chini viwa muenta kwa bishanjenga i promise you this one day 
you're going to tell me I miss you and I'm not going to respond I miss you too and you're going to get pissed off. Unajua kuna siku moja utakuja hapo niambie njenga I love you and I'm going to tell you thank you and you're going to get angry. Because you are not telling me you love me because you love me you are telling me that so that I respond with I love you too. That's how you that's how you operate today. When I come and tell you I've missed you I might have maybe eh. but the biggest drive for me saying such words inakuanga ndio wewe respond uniambia eh hata mimi nimekumiss and then when you don't say that hey my friend it becomes a whole issue mm-hmm. i mean akwambia squeeze it mezana vibana njenga this man this man is uh, i remember i have been called by a few people a few of over my life a few people have called have said have, have told me i am usually emotionally distant and i am i'm not denying i i, I am not i i i i but i agree I, i i i accept i admit to it but most of the people who say that wanasemanga hivyo kwa sababu you know there's a there's a point at which they expected me to reciprocate something and i didn't the people who i have accused of such things were people who i did some things for them expecting them to reciprocate them at some point in my life and they have never so mimi na jifilingi tu nikami ndo wana jituma hapo you know alafu naanza kujigamba hapo eh wacha nikwambia wadau watu wazuri si wengi dunia tunakonga kidogo sana hmm? si unasikia watu wazuri wanakonga kidogo hiyo ni you're speaking in the third person but then the second statement unajiingiza hapo eh ah tunakonga kidogo sana eh, eh kutupata si rahisi you know now you umejiingiza hapo you know because it is just something that we usually want listen and 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 it's we are not i, I don't think there's anything you can do about it because human beings are created to to run after affection you understand we want to be loved we want to we want to feel that affection that comes from 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 the people around us you understand and the, and, and as long as that is true of us then we will never be 100% selfless in a relationship we will always be looking to get to see what we can get out of that relationship and that's why we are saying that that kind of selflessness that will lead you to suffer even financial loss for the sake of a friend will only come to you through constant fellowship with the holy spirit he is the one who enables us to look beyond what we can get back from a relationship and love only as god does the only way for us to practice being good friends to the people god leads us to is by staying close to god allowing him to love us and show us what it really means to be loved so that we can go out and extend that to our friends as we pray and talk to the holy spirit he will show us ways to love our friends but he will show us practical ways to deny ourselves every day and think more highly of our friends and 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 if you can teach yourself to think highly of other people you will learn to prioritize those people above yourself philippians chapter 2 verse 3 says think of other people as better than yourself that's what philippians chapter 2 verse 3 says and if you can learn to do that you will always prioritize yourself above other people you know i i i made a vow uh i i not not really yeah, a vow is such a strong word i just i just made a decision some time back you know that any time i find myself in like for example if if you, if you are going for a high school mission and and we have to you know spend there or or just if we are going to experience any inconvenience you know i decided that i will be the one who to, I'll, i'll be experiencing that inconvenience for the ladies who uh used to come for for uh shuri shuri atawaambia shuri anapendanga kuongelea hizi vitu uh, for the ladies who come for before covid who used to come for a physical bs um you know we would walk you to your stage you know tulikwanga tulikuwa tunatoka st andrews and then we would make sure that every lady has a gent to escort them paka kwenye wanapanda mat and then sisi tunarudi like the single men that we are kwenda kupanda matatu zetu unajua but it was it was something that was communicated to us as a value a long time ago you know and we decided as the men of that fellowship that we will never allow a lady to walk in town you know alone we will never allow them to walk to their stage kama tuko wana umekidogo tuna 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 what is a nice way to say this we group you there's a nice way to say this tuna group eh watu wanaenda zaidi i can come mnaenda na shuri watu wanaenda zaidi ya center mnaenda na njenga watu wanaenda zaidi ya koja mnaenda na 
and you know some some other some other guy and and we did that you know and we and we did that because it was something that came to us in all of these places we are having fellowship you know we we realized madam um, usually have ladies usually just have a more difficult time wakipiganiwa na makanga ni nini but ukienda hapo umendimu atafikirani boyfriend yao alafu atachana nao you know and and also you know just to protect them from any other thing that would happen uh, to them in town but if you can learn to think of other people as better than yourself you will learn to prioritize them in fact it will come as a fruit to you you will not think that hata mimi niko na haraka ya kwenda home alafu mbona mbona nani alikwambia wende we should jogorud eh atizami lazima nikutembeza hadi uko afya yani bethe watu we should jogorud bana eh man and na nimeona na nimeona stage uh you know if if a matatu uh if if i remember there's a time you know we would we would take uh what was it were we taking ubers to a high school mission sikumbuki nini tulikuwa tunafanya but i remember we would send the ladies ahead you know just alafu sisi tutabaki hapo tukijisort tukijua vile sasa sisi tutafika tutarudi kwenye tunaenda tuna, tuna uh, please please notice nime 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 market wanaume wa hii fellowship sana uh, single ladies um you know it's a week of the it's the week of love slide into them dms i don't think kuna mwanaume hapa anadit kuna mimi kuna kuna shuri kuna dominic dominic skoshua kuna billy pia billy skoshua bani na joko peke yake slide into them dms uh, <laughs> we have we are the men you're looking for hallelujah <laughs> uh, that's on a light note but you can feel free to slide into them dms God will show you practical ways to love your friends. He will show us practical ways to deny ourselves and think more highly of our friends. And and if we do that we, again like I said we learn to prioritize them above ourselves. He will even more importantly give us the humility of heart and this is everything right now. God will give us the humility of heart that we need to serve our friends selflessly. How many people know that requires humility? It really does. In order for you to go into a friendship and serve it requires a lot of humility you know um I don't know what happened. Uh can you guys hear me? I lost out on my connection just a bit. I don't know what happened. Yeah, to knock scale. Nani scale? Oh, so. Yeah. I was saying vulnerability is a gift. Please look at it that way. Yo, do usiende ukiambianga kila mtu vitu zako. Unanipata? Let me just dwell on that a bit. Just be very be very intentional. be led let's not say intentional be led be led of the holy spirit with who to share your vulnerabilities with and listen to me your vulnerability
I'm sorry about that. Um, there must be technical hitches on Jenga's side. He'll be back in a moment. I believe actually as like the best carriers of happiness, but also they can really hurt you. So just just be careful with that. Uh, you're in for free. Um, so okay. Now in conclusion, the question that we must ask then is who God wants us to extend our friendship to. We must learn to habitually ask God, what does my friend need? Now after you've realized, after God has told you, these are the people that I want you to be friends with. This is the person I want you to be a friend with. What are their needs? What does my friend need? What do they need and how can I serve and love them through that need? Listen, simply because God tells you of a need, it doesn't mean that he's telling you to meet that need. Those are very two different things. All right. Uh, simply because he has told you, for example, God has told me Shuri needs 5,000 5, shillings right now. It doesn't mean it's a whole different. Other, God can tell me he needs that. But it's, he has not told me to go into my bank account and give him that 5,000 shillings. So the question is, what need does my friend have? And how do I serve them through that need? How do I serve them through that need? There are, gener there are, general, there are really no general needs that we can speak of. God addresses each one of us very uniquely. general, by the to general treat each person uniquely and god will give you and, and and god also responds to us very uniquely that means that there is no general way to be a person's friend we must be willing to invest the time that is needed in prayer and we must be willing to set a to set aside the space that we need to set aside in our hearts for those people god has led us uh we must be willing to invest the time that is needed in prayer and we must be willing to set aside the space that is needed in our hearts for the people that God is going to lead us to. We must get our hands dirty. You know, putting in, uh, you know, uh, putting in prayer uh, and relationship. Sorry, I can't understand what this note needs. But yeah, we must be willing to get our hands dirty. That's not too quite willing to put in the time and the prayer that is needed, all right? It is important that we depend on God for both the identification of these needs and how to meet them. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 12 says that there is a way that man thinks is right that only leads to destruction. God is the only one who knows the, the best way into a person's heart. If we depend on our wisdom, as much as our hearts are in the right place, please, you may end up making things worse. But more importantly, God only gets glory from the work that he has started and brought to completion. Woo! Hallelujah. When we get into the when we get in the way, we deny God's we deny God His place, take the glory that does not belong to us. God has told you, Shuri needs five thousand shillings. And you have decided, let me go into my bank account and listen. You're getting in the way of God getting His glory. You have to ask Him. Okay, so He has five thousand shillings. How do I meet that need? How do I serve Him through that need? And as God is going to speak to you at the end of the day by day. Uh, if you have ever been used by the Lord in any situation, you know that people don't see you. Mungu anaweza kuambia ndio upatie 10,000 shillings. Go give Shuri 10,000 shillings. But the time Shuri will be telling that testimony, he will Ushaijipata, ushai notice. When Shuri is giving that testimony, you will not be like by the 
God used njanga to give me 10,000 shillings. Usually like I prayed and God came through. Awe hakuna mali unapatikananga kwa your story. But when you get but when you get into the into the way then you deny God that glory. You know, in this person's heart it will be registered that it is njanga who met that need and it is not God who met that need. And it is so imp- and that's why it is so important for us to walk in tandem, to walk in step with what the Holy Spirit is doing. All right. So um uh yeah so get invested and get your hands dirty in summary these are the three principles that we are talking about that we can pick from all this as a, as a, as a, um the the principles we can pick from all this to serve as a guide map into being godly friends number one friendship is a covenant between a person and god meant to bring glory to god and benefit a third person not you without any expectation of it ever being reciprocated friendship is one way friendship is not mutual it is one way romantic relationships they are mutual friendship is not we become people's friends to serve their needs so the first principle is your friendships are covenants between god and a person to, th- to benefit a third person we have looked at two examples jonathan and david uh, and then we've looked at god and jesus um our way so the second principle is that we become people's friends to serve their needs and to love them as god does so as to point them back to god we don't go there to benefit we don't go there to gain we go there to serve our way of finding out and then the third principle and the last one is that our way of finding out these needs is primarily through habitually praying for them you're constantly in prayer for your friends and always asking god what he's doing in their lives and now we can help god and his agenda for their lives bona sifia from john chapter 15 verse 12 jesus sets the perfect example of friendship he shows us that he he shows that he only asks us to do things that he has already done he commanded us to love each other and unselfishly and selfless and selfishly rather selflessly seek the best for one another and he modeled this by dying on the cross for his friends something that was the uh, you know something that showed the ultimate selflessness like akuna kitu yenye imekuwa selfless kama hiyo since then god did, jesus christ did not think much of himself you know he did not think of much of the fact that he was actually god but in humility he went on the cross for you and i he then teaches us a very vital element of friendship you know vulnerability which is what i was saying earlier masters don't let their servants know what is happening in their lives but they let their friends know a master will never sit down with her, with her slaves with with his slaves or her slaves to tell them what is happening but he will go find another master and he's going to be vulnerable with those people right so jesus you know it says jesus shared his life with us because we are his friends bona sifia if god connects you and please hear me if god connects you oh man i just acha acha tuniseme na feel too mungu anataka niseme hivyo so i'm going to say that if god connects you with a person please share your life with them there's this there's this um there's a likelihood that you're going to get hurt if for example you go tell people things about you that are very um what what's the word that are very close to your heart like for example you are molested as a kid and you go share that with someone and then you go find it published in a newspaper by that i mean being gossiped around eh? listen when we trust people when let me put it this way if god sends you to be a friend with a person the object of your trust is not that person but god you understand the anchor of your trust it's not that person you're trusting to not ever betray you it is god you're trusting it is conviction you're obeying if they hurt you god will take care of you listen would you look at these people and you hope that they will never betray you and you trust them with that information but your trust should be more on god the one who sent you there than it is on these people bona sifia as you go into these friendships share your life with these people and if you don't if you don't internalize that if you don't internalize that that the anchor of your trust is god and not these people you're going to have a very hard time being vulnerable in these relationships and sometimes i have found 
that <clears throat> it is these vulnerabilities that create the, the strongest of relationships, and especially for the men. Wanaume, sisi tulifunzwa monome ni kujekea vitu. Apana. Yo, if God, you know, I've, 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 I've had, um, in doing ministry, I've had the privilege of just sitting down with quite a number, a good, a good number of people and listening to them. And you'd always hear, you know, that a, a dude is dating, the girlfriend asks him, how was your day? And the guy goes, my day was good. You know, and the lady was wanting more information. It doesn't come natural to us, by the way, to share these things. But as you walk with the Holy Spirit, any feel to God and emphasize the point. I just feel it right now in my heart. If God gives you that open door with a person, please go in. Take, take, put your feet, both your feet, put all those eggs in one basket. If God tells you be friends with this person, go in and go in a hundred percent. It is not this person you're trusting to never betray you. It is God that you're trusting. He knows why it is God that I'm trusting. He knows why he sent me there. And if things ever go south, God will heal me. That, that, that kind of thinking will keep you away from bitterness. Itakufanyango wacho kufikiria, watu wachandi kuambia binadamu, 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 binadamu ni wasaliti. Just know that when you're saying such things, you are part of that, that binadamu. And I remember sharing with a friends of mine, because last, last year I, I suffered a lot. I suffered at the hands of friends. And, and I, was, I was telling my friends that God helped me realize something, that I can't be angry at the people who mishandled information about me. Because if I choose to stay in anger because some people betrayed me, because some people started rumors about me that were not true, what I am, what I am doing is I'm setting a standard for myself that I will never in my life mishandle information that has been given to me in confidence which is not a guarantee I can give myself and it's not a guarantee I can give anyone. So in humility, you go back to God and you seek healing and you don't set standards on people. You, you stay away from bitterness and you stay away from anger and you stay away from heart and you keep your heart healthy because you, the object of your trust is God. It is not these people. And if you can't internalize that, you're going to walk around this earth with so much pain and so much hurt, and the people who are going to hurt you, they're people who you, you know, you've cried with. And I pray that none of us ever gets to go through that. But in the event that you do, it's going to help you. If the object of your trust was never these people, but it was always God, that I was friends with these people because you asked me to. I was doing fine. I was doing fine. But you're the one who told me to go and be friends with Shuri. Now Shuri is betraying me or Shuri is doing this and one, one, two, three things. You know, heal my heart. It, you will get healing and you will also keep a very healthy and righteous and holy attitude towards these people. That's not kingdom language. You know, that we have, that you can't... Eh? Uh, what what is it that um, I remember I've said this myself and I, at some point I thought it was very wise that you can't be friends with everyone you you really cannot baby practically you really cannot be friends with anyone but let us not say that let us say that from a place of practicality with a pure heart you understand that it's not that but it's not that I tried and I failed and now I am bitter and now I go around being a relationship philosopher and telling people how you can't even be friends with everyone and you can't you don't want to be friends with everyone go where you're valued go where you're appreciated that's not kingdom language and that's not how that's not how relationships are done in the kingdom of God we serve we go there to serve we go there to give and God takes care of us if I had time if I had time God takes care of you. God takes care of you. Man, I have seen that. Kai, but let me tell you, just serve. God will take care of you. I have seen over the past two weeks, I can't even say this is a straight face, but over the past two weeks, I have seen people rally behind me, asking me to, people paying my rent, people giving me money to do, to do what, people making time to come and spend a whole day with me. I have seen people rallying behind me and these are not the people that i was i was being led to be selfless to the people i was being led to be selfless to are living their lives living their best lives these are people i have never done anything for but god has led them to me 
God will take care of you. You focus on being selfless. You focus on him. You focus on serving the people that God has led you to serve. Focus on that and God will take care of you. Find your contentment and your validation in being the son and the daughter of God. Find your validation there. Find your contentment there. You will find it very easy to be friends with people. And now when we speak of that term as being friends with people, I hope you understand. It's not a relationship anchored on mutual benefit. It is a relationship anchored on me finding the best ways to serve you as my friend. And if we do that, the love of Christ will be, will be shown. It will be seen everywhere. And what Jesus said, that this is how they are going to know you are my disciples, by the love that you have for one another. That will be true of us. That's what friendship, that's how God looks at friendship. I'm going to stop there because my time is up. Let me pray. Father, I thank you so much for your word. And more than anything, Lord, we ask for humility. We ask for the humility, God, to take in this lesson. We ask for the humility, God, to be people who can serve, Lord, more than we ask. May we be people who give more than we, than we receive, Lord, or more than we demand to receive, Lord. Holy Spirit, may you just come into our hearts and do a work in our hearts to make us the kind of people, God, who find joy in serving those you have led us to serve, whether that is through our vulnerabilities, whether that is through our time, through our finances, Lord. Whichever way, God, you're going to lead us to serve the people that you're going to lead us to, give us the humility of heart, Father, to say yes to that conviction and to walk in the obedience of that conviction. Give us the humility of heart, Lord. We thank you and we bless you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Whew. All right. Thank you so much. Amen. Uh, At least did you about to look up. Hello. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So I'm going to open it up to just uh, maybe one or two people who would like to give feedback or just share whatever they want to share. Um, if you just have anything to say, I'm going to maybe one or two people and then we can we can call it a night. I keep all any loss in my list. I can't go away. I'm going to show you a few minutes ago. Or, well, now it's like an hour or two hours ago. Uh, I'm very exhausted, but I'm very happy that the Lord has, you know, still spoken to us. Uh, so I'm going to open it up to maybe one or two people to just share with us. Uh, yeah, and then we can call it a night. Just unmute yourself and, and speak. All right. If there is no one. Cool. All right. So sorry. No, no, come on. Leo, Leo. I hope I hope you can internalize to internalize. Asiku boeka. 